This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday, the 12th of October. In your sport today, the Matildas break their silence. The Dolphins look set to be the new NRL team. Ben Simmons could stay in Philadelphia. And horse racing has a whole new meaning. This is your sport today. We start with football, Gabs. Uh, the big story in Australian football has been former Matildas player Lisa Devanna claiming to have been abused and bullied over the past two decades. Football Australia is investigating the matter and yesterday the current players released a statement and Gabs, it raised some eyebrows. Yeah, it did, Fez. So let's start with that statement from the Matildas players and it's the first time that we've heard from them and they say that they acknowledge Devanna's serious allegations and that they will work with Football Australia and the Players Union to make sure that future players feel comfortable reporting any inappropriate behaviour should it occur. The 15 players shared personal messages, and that included Captain Sam Kerr. She said the Matildas has been a safe haven for her over the past 12 years, and that she's lucky to be part of such an amazing group. The messages, they all backed the Matildas' culture, and the players shared the statements on their social media accounts as well. Yeah, and that's where some of the sentiment has been questioned, Gabs. Yeah, a lot of people, Fez, on social media are calling this simply a PR stunt. Former Socceroo Craig Moore tweeted that he felt that this was staged and so far there hasn't been any word from Devanna. And it's been almost a week since she revealed she'd been sexually abused, bullied and harassed in football, going back as far as a 17-year-old when she was playing for the young Matildas. Devanna said that she decided to speak out after a recent incident that involved a current player and it's led to Football Australia and Sport Integrity Australia investigating the Matildas culture. There's still a lot more of this story to come, Gabs. If you haven't read the Matildas statement, I've put a link to it in the episode notes. The next Matildas match is against Brazil in Sydney on October 23 and then again three days later. Footy fans will have been all over the NRL expansion story of the past few weeks. And it looks like the NRL has locked in that 17th team. Nothing has been confirmed yet, Gabs, but there are strong reports that the Redcliffe Dolphins will be announced this week and will join the comp in 2023. Yeah, that's right, Fez. And as you said, nothing has been locked in just yet, but it does look like Redcliffe has beaten the Jets and the Firehawks to be the new franchise. And one of the main reasons the NRL is likely to pick the Dolphins is because they've got heaps of money, which is important because league's bosses have said over the past that they won't bail out teams anymore if and when they go bankrupt. The Dolphins, they've reportedly got around $70 million in assets and $20 million bucks in cash reserves, and that includes the highly profitable Redcliffe Leagues Club. If they do get the nod, Fez, the Dolphins can start negotiating with players on November 1. Yep, Gabs, get ready for a signing spree in November if that's the case. Uh, It looks like the new team will be coached by Wayne Bennett, although that hasn't been confirmed just yet. A decision on the new team is expected within the next 48 hours. Today's trivia question, how many clubs has Wayne Bennett coached in Australia? Gabs, you got a clue for us? Yeah, I reckon I could count that on one hand. All right, Gabs, uh, that's enough for that. Uh, The answer (laughs) at the end of the show. While the AFL trade period still has a few days to go, the Super Netball trade window closed last Friday. 
Unlike the AFL, there was plenty of netball trades, but one player we didn't see get signed is veteran Caitlin Bassett. That's despite her being in the Australian squad. Yeah, she is, but she is looking for a new club after she played in New Zealand this year. And then even though she's in the Diamond squad, Fez, there were no offers during this trade period. So she's currently recovering at home in Perth from clean-out surgery in both knees, so she can't actually play at the moment. Uh, former Diamonds captain Liz Ellis said that if Bassett was good enough, then she would have got a contract. But then when Bassett saw those comments, she asked Ellis, how can a player be good enough to be in the Australian squad and still not get a super netball contract? Ellis then replied to her saying nobody has a right to a super netball contract. Now, not getting a contract is a big deal for Bassett because the Commonwealth Games are less than a year away and those are going to be held in the UK. It is a big deal, Gabs, but current coach Stacey Marinkovic says there's no rule that says a player must be playing a super netball to get picked. So she said they'll have to get creative with Bassett to get her some game time. There's a link in the episode notes with all the super netball trades for you. It's been a while since we spoke about where Aussie NBA All-Star Ben Simmons will be playing next year. He's reportedly wanted out of Philadelphia, where he's currently contracted, but a report overnight suggests he might be there this season after all. Yeah, and that report's come from ESPN, and they say that progress has been made for Simmons to make that return to Philadelphia, which could be as early as this week, Fez. Simmons hasn't spoken to anybody from Philadelphia since August when he told the club that he wanted to be traded, and that was after he was criticised by fans and former players for not scoring and because of his bad free-throw shooting in last year's upset loss to the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA playoffs. Simmons hasn't turned up to Philly just yet this preseason, and so far it's cost him more than a million dollars. And the reason why this story has so many people talking is because Simmons is considered one of the best players in the NBA But, Fez, he has struggled to shoot the ball so far in his career. Yeah, he's one of the league's best defenders and passers, though. Uh, Despite all this, Gabs Philly want to keep Simmons and see him play out his contract, which is worth around $200 million over the next four years. Football World Cup champions France have won another trophy, this time beating Spain 2-1 to claim the UEFA Nations League. Uh, But Gabs, it looks like some soccer players weren't exactly happy to play in this tournament. No, they weren't. And I think you'd be talking about Thibaut Courtois, Belgium's goalkeeper, who said that the people in charge of European football simply do not care about the players. His comments came after the third place playoff between Belgium and Italy, which Italy won 2-1. He said the game was pointless and Belgium did rest a lot of players and that it was only played so UEFA could make more money. In the final, France came from a goal down to win with Kylian Mbappe scoring their second with about 10 minutes to go. But Spanish players thought the goal was offside, although the goal was allowed to stand. Yep, it counted Gabs and France won the match. Uh, The Nations League is a new concept and it's basically 55 European countries split up into four leagues based on their rankings. There's promotion and relegation and it's meant to add more competitive games to the international calendar. Portugal won the first edition two years ago. We've heard of man versus food and man versus machine. Well, now we've got man versus horse. And it comes after Aussie sprint star Rowan Browning took on a horse called Lost and Running and won as part of the build-up for the Everest. That's the $15 million horse race. They'll be in Sydney on Saturday. Fez, 
I reckon I could handle the food part of what you just said, <laughs> but racing a horse or climbing Everest, uh, not so much. There's <laughs> no. this was all part of a promo for the Everest, which is one of the biggest events on the racing calendar in Australia, and it came with the news that 10,000 people will be able to attend the event at Randwick Racecourse after New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet gave the green light to fully vaxxed fans to attend. But back to Browning, he was given a 120-metre head start, and it was just enough to beat Lost and Running, who is a $17 chance for the Everest. It wasn't quite the 10.01 seconds he ran in the 100 metres at the Tokyo Olympic scabs, uh, but he did win the race in a time of 11.46 seconds on what was pretty long and wet grass, and that was after a couple of weeks in quarantine. All right, time to catch this, the stuff that caught our eye what's coming up, and Gab's big night for the Socceroos tonight. Yeah, Fez, they play Japan tonight. And they're looking for a 12th straight win in World Cup qualifying. They set the record last week when they beat Oman 3-1. That match is on at 9.14pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. You can catch that on 10 bold and 10 play with coverage beginning at 8.30pm. I will be tuning in, but probably only to halftime, Gab's got an early <laughs> bedtime for me tonight. Uh, as for today's trivia question, how many clubs has Wayne Bennett coached? Gabs, you could count them on one hand and you're right, it was five. Can you name them for us? Uh, I think I can. He started with Canberra, moved to Brisbane, had a stint at St. George Lawara where he won the comp, then Newcastle and finished at South Sydney. Yep, just this year. Uh, he might be adding a sixth club in 2023. All right, that's it for us today. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.